0: Oh, my God, you guys, Ari Chambers is here. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now.
1: You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl, reminding you that you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on WBB. You can make us your first listen every day. We cover women's basketball every single weekday here at Locked on Women's Basketball. And of course, make sure you're following what we're all doing over at The Next, The dot over 100 reported pieces every single month covering the game that we all love. And- Ari, I'm going to open with what I saw and what I thought of. Uh, I saw Vin Scully pass away. It's a figure who meant a great deal for a long time in the world of baseball. And I, I read a piece that said that baseball had no greater friend than Vin Scully. And immediately I thought of you because women's basketball has no greater friend than Ari Chambers. So Ari, from highlight her to a lot of other things, including what I really want to talk to you about, which is your new basketball from Wilson. The women's basketball community owes you such a debt of gratitude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you do. Let's just start there.
1: Well, let's just start with the beginning because who gave me the first opportunity? It's Howard. Duh. And so let's not act like any of this would be without your help and your you opening the door for me a lot of people don't know well, I mean they should know I, I mention it often but uh you're the one who walked me through the lay of the land I remember telling people my dreams and they're like nobody's gonna take you seriously because you're a cheerleader and so I was like I have to write about this game and so you gave me my first writing about sports opportunities. so I'm thankful for you for setting this foundation then you were like hey hop on camera And I was able to do that many years ago in the all-star game. And so I am really, really thinking this is full circle. And it feels like home. Well,
0: this is always home to you. I am convinced, and I've told you this many times, if it hadn't been me, it would have been somebody. You were going to knock on every door. Your stardom was a matter of when, not if. So I love to see it. And I love, and I guess this is kind of where we want to start. Let's just talk about it. Like there's a Wilson basketball that you designed it is coming out. It's going to be in stores. It is. And I love this. Ninety six dollars and 19 cents. That mm-hmm. seems like a lot for a basketball until you take like one look at the basketball and you're just like, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. has to be something that I have. But here's the bigger thing for me. Right. You represent the growth of women's basketball. You represent the growth of women's sports. We're get into this like uh, you're you're my friend who is able to do anything all the time. I see you on social, (laughs) you're on water skis, you're learning (laughs) everything and are always just like fearlessly charging into it. But Wilson kind of recognized that I feel like by Mm -hmm. you to collaborate. So just take me through like what you think it means that a company like Wilson recognizes who you are and where you are in this space right now.
1: Well, first of all, the price of the ball is really significant because I believe October of 96 is when they signed the WNBA to from David Stern's thoughts to on paper. And so shout out to him and Val Ackerman, I may his soul rest in peace. But that was the beginning of of the WNBA and the 19th Amendment um, allowed women to vote. And so, I mean, we still had a long way for black women, black and brown women, but um, it's their significance within that price, too. And. I'm looking at my set and this is so funny because I didn't realize how much Wilson I had on, on my set. They can't, they can't see it, but it really is a brand that's in perfect alignment with me Um, from day one. They felt like family and they didn't have to do that. Right. I had no previous connections to them. And then just knowing that they grew to be such a family because they saw the work, Um, on the grassroots level that I was doing and they wanted to invest in it. And so when we go back to the price of the ball, a $96 ball, it's going, you know, it's, it's going into the representation of the WNBA because if we want more equity we want more visibility towards women's sports, it's really imperative that we make that investment. And so that's what I would say to people who are asking about the price of the ball. But as far as being a part of the Wilson family, it's always felt like that. We, you know, this, the tagline is bonded by ball, and it really does do that. I've been able to travel the country with, with the team, and and they really paid mine. I know again we'll to the details of the ball. but They really paid mine to what really is, is representative of me, is representative mm-hmm. of the fan base of the WNBA, is representative of the players, is representative of the pride, that uh, I have in my hometown, representative of the state of North Carolina with basketball in general, because we are a basketball state. Even though I've been in New York for 10 years, Raleigh is still my heart. And so just growing up there, knowing that I came from a K.L. legacy, even though I ended up Kathy Bucky's legacy, I was a cheerleader, but it's very much representative of the strong women that came out of uh, North Carolina. It's representative of uh, women and non-binary athletes in that space, and just making sure that we open up space for everybody to feel like the WNBA, in particular, is their family, is their home.
0: Ari loves North Carolina the way listeners know I love New Jersey. So, there's absolutely you will never stop. Jersey, I'm
1: a New Jersey girl now, Howard. So I, I, I kind of love it here too. <laughs>
0: uh, we're, listen, we're happy to have you. We, we we are. But you know, you talked about something, and I, I think this goes back to. A thing that I have long observed, which is that when you come into a space, uh, number one, the reaction you get and just the, the, the happiness, the joy that you bring in that space for you to be able to do this at the grassroots level. Just take me through what that feels like to see these these young women who are coming up to you, who are interacting with you at these grassroots events and the types of conversations that you have.
1: I think that there is genuine curiosity on how or what I do, first of all, and and how I do it. So I think that that's what the appeal is, because I haven't had to change myself much during my ascension. I, I was a fan of the game. I had friends that played in the league. And what I was able to do was just meet them where they're at and help amplify their stories, you know, it's in my nature because I am a cheerleader, even though I didn't cheer for people growing up, I was competitive cheerleader, but that's a different story for a different day. But I have always been a megaphone for people. I've always been able to um, help uplift and empower and amplify people's messaging because I've always been loud. The only child, the only grandchild. So just being able to do that and people recognizing it through a lens where I'm not trying to push an agenda. I don't have anything in my arsenal to, to do other than push the women's game forward. I think that it's really endearing to to people and it creates um, relatability between players and the community that that follows them. And so just bridging that gap, I, I guess I'm the bridge as well as the megaphone. And so the accessibility that not only the players have, but that I have to people, I think that's what really draws them in. I don't feel like anybody's on a different field or you know, any any different level. Like we're all at the same event. We we can all talk to one another. And nothing is is cut off in that way. So it, it's just I, I've always been a person who uh the people who love what I love right and not the haters wrong. So what I do I sprinkle my passion on people and and hopefully people are receptive of that. And I think that that's really refreshing um in a world that can be so dark so that's that's what i want to do i want to amplify empower and uplift and and bring together people and make this women's basketball community and women's sports community in general um feel seen and that's what that that's that's what it is
0: it's it's what you do and i um i'm a little emotional about it to be honest but it's girl uh, dad
1: because you're a girl dad. i it
0: I, i i went back uh, because it, it amazes me that you have created and highlight her something that uh, you talked about being a bridge and, and that's how you do it. You, you don't pretend to be something you're not. Everyone understands the authenticity that you bring to it and you fearlessly charge into this. And we both have heard through the years about people talking about what women's sports cannot be. And mm-hmm. the limitations and, uh, you know, the word niche comes up all the time. Uh, you could go to Instagram and go to Highlight Her on Instagram and that you are north of 200,000, 200,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw you, you were customarily understated about yourself, as you so often are, <laughs> yeah. even you are a, an amplification for everyone else. But
1: what What was that number like
0: for you when you saw it?
1: um I don't think that I ever processed the magnitude of the movement uh and that's something that I have to work on with myself, but it shows that there's a demand for it. We have highlighted her we have you know just women's sports w slam we have overtime women's basketball we have locked women's basketball and all the other independent um outlets that are working tirelessly to cover women's sports. And obviously if they can all exist, there's an appetite for women's sports and it's not a niche. A gender can't be a niche. A, a, a subset of sport can't be an it's, 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 it's literally sports. And so when I see over 200,000 people following highlighter on Instagram, it's just a good indication that women's sports popularity is at this point so undeniable mm-hmm. that I say this all the time, the cost of inaction is greater than the risk. And so it's not a matter of how do we do it? Like Laysia Clarendon says it best. Um, they're always like, close your eyes and you know make the same budget and, and make that happen. Like just give the same resources to women's sports as men's sports. And I think that's where... If you see equal investment, you'll see women's sports shoot up there because there's there's a demand for it now. There's there's an appetite for it, and it's not just a niche thing. It's there's you see it especially within the soccer community. You see so many sold out stadiums. You see it in in we, we saw the pictures from Seattle. People care about women's sports as a whole, and so you know you have com- companies like Wilson aligning with those people who have really really been pioneering for it and so they can have the authentic investment in the game too
0: I just love that La even not in the lead this year is everywhere mm-hmm. and, and everywhere
1: uh, and I, I live for lay so
0: I, I, I my policy and the, uh, my writers know this at the next is the laser Clarendon pitch is always a yes yes and I was so delighted um, they're in this video that uh, mm-hmm. i got uh about a league of their own and mm-hmm. they were playing baseball i was asking them like oh are you a professional ball player now and they were like you know well my defense is ahead of my offense but it's very close. Cool. <laughs> 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 so I, I i'm excited about a league of their own for sure but uh, i i want to get into some of the specifics about the weeks ahead because you have a lot Coming and uh, we have a lot coming in our space, obviously, to talk about in women's basketball. Um, First, I want to talk about betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check your betting needs. Uh, Betonline.net. When they say all your betting needs in the ad copy, I highlight it because they have WNBA odds, they have women's college basketball odds. I'm not a betting person, but I know that having the equality, having it like close your eyes and it's equal, matters, and so it means a lot. That they have Major League Baseball, yes, but they have WNBA as well. It's how we get equality in this space at every sector. So head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Bet Online, where the game starts and where the playoffs are starting. We still don't really know as we sit here on Thursday, August eleventh. We are uh, a few days left in the regular season. There are a four-way tie for the final two spots. There is. Massive chaos. I think we might be getting some bonus Sylvia fouls, which wasn't so certain about a week ago. I, I know or not.
1: I mean, we, they went from eleven to seven overnight, so we just.
0: <laughs> it's, I know, but now, well, but, I mean, it's an easy task. All they have to do yeah. is be the Seattle Storm and the Connecticut Sun, and then you know, <laughs> no, no difficulty doing that. I, I mean, what are you like? How do you keep focused on? All of that when there's so much going on here and we've got effectively 10 teams. I mean, 11, if we include L.A., is only a game back still alive here in that final four days.
1: I love the down to the wire thing. It's funny because when I first started coming sports, I loved sheer dominance, but now I'm like, ooh there's six through 11 that's up for grabs. Now it's seven through 11, just like up for grabs. And it just creates more excitement around the game. You're going to see the games be more packed out. You're going to see people really, you know, fighting for their home team to win. You're going to see people who don't necessarily pay attention to regular season, pay attention to the end of regular season, because they want to know who's going to be in the playoffs. You see players, unfortunately getting hurt. So who's going to step up? I love to see um, how Marina Mabry has been stepping up for Dallas in the absence of Enrique. And just knowing like how, teams can be disciplined to close out the season is the best part for me. And it's kind of – it's funny because it's taking me back to last year when literally all Washington has had to do was win one game and then they just didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, New York was in it. But I'm just – I'm wondering if there's going to be, like, a down-to-the-last-day situation for who's going to be in those top eight spots. That so Those who don't know, the top eight of 12 make it to the playoffs, no matter east or west. It doesn't matter. It's just top eight teams. And so just knowing – That and knowing that it's so just like last year with like who's going to make it is really cool. And I, I, I'm going to be tuned in, Howard. I'm going to be tuned in and just I have no preference at this point because, you know, I thought I was a Sparks fan, but I'm a Candace girl. So like I go where Candace goes. And so Mm -hmm. she got secured that. But no, as a journalist, I'm like, yes, yes. You know, taking my fandom out, I'm like, yes, this is parody. This is showing how competitive this league is. Um, and, and and there was a glimpse of Indiana at the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, what are they going to do? Um, unfortunately, they didn't make playoffs this year. But, like, I'm excited for their future. They're going to be mm-hmm. older. And hopefully it will have a turning around. But focusing on the teams that are going to make it into playoffs, I'm like, who's going to make it? There's
0: so I many mean,
1: mistakes. Yeah.
0: No, no, it's so true. And somebody asked me that. They were like, "Who's the team you're most looking forward to?" And I, and I, I mentioned, I was like, "Man, even the Fever. I love watching Fever games, and yeah. so, you know, uh, to 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 see what Queen Abo has done and Alyssa Smith, who's on my All Rookie Team ballot for sure. I oh, love uh, it. It is fascinating to see, but I do, and and you'll forgive me for kind of deconstructing your answer for a moment, but like, it was like very much vintage you, right? Your WNBA Uh weekly segment where you're trying to point to an unheralded player. And you mentioned Uh Marina Mabry, the fact that you're explaining, you're providing a bridge for people to come in you talk about that eight of 12 teams make the playoffs. This is just, this is you guys, this is what she does. (laughs) And I just, Oh, it's just, it's just incredible. Like I said, I can, I can be, objective about the lead. I cannot be objective about Ari Chambers. So it's important that we, that we make sure that people understand that. So I'm just curious from like uh, finding new sports perspective and Mm -hmm. you are constantly entering those spaces. Are you just, are you getting the same kind of reception response? Are you uh, seeing people uh, gravitating to the stories that you're telling in the same way. And how do you, how do you figure it out? There's such a fire hose of women's sports events going on. How do you figure out what is an Ari chamber story to cover?
1: I think that any women's sports story is an Ari chamber story to cover. Um, It's, it's been interesting because I have been in a safety net. I have been privileged enough to grow up with a lot of the WNBA players. I'm talking about like, since we were 14. And so I, I've been able to get stories out of them because just they've known me for almost two decades now, right? But at the same time, what I love about covering all women's sports is the push to to challenge me to to rise up to what I'm asking of people, which is investing in women's sports. So when I try to enter soccer a few years ago and learning that the clock goes up instead of down, like the most basic levels of of the sport. Um, they welcomed me with open arms because they knew it was the intention behind it, the the, the willingness and, and desire to cover them. And so I have a really good relationship with the NWSL.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's strangely enough, my first soccer job was the U.S. Women's National Team Parade, which is wild. And so I have a really good relationship with Ashlyn Harris now and Ally Krieger, which is like unheralded. They're actually the first um, soccer duo first soccer interview I had on We Are Jayla at the time. So now it's mm-hmm. Highlighter, obviously. Yes. But um, they came to the office, it kicked it, and I'm just so gracious. And now I feel like I see Ashlyn every other day, and they live in Jersey. So it's really cool. But – it's, it's a push for me to learn these other sports. But again, if we're going to try to make this uh, mainstream, we have to make all women's sports mainstream. So that means I'm out in Huntington Beach covering the U.S. Open surfing. That means that I'm out at AU with uh, softball and, and making content around that. I think that as long as you're willing to listen, it makes you a better journalist and it, make, it makes the stories better. So like, I'm always willing to listen. And so when people feel like they're being heard, they're going to tell more. And so you see that reflected in um, diversity in softball series that I have with AU, which actually won in Webby. So I'm really proud of that. You see it with, um, I, I, I played volleyball, so AU volleyball was super fun for me. I was actually able to practice with them and, and vlog for it because your girl's nice at volleyball. Yeah. But um, that happened. And then you, you see off top with the WNBA that I do and the NWSL, um, just trying to navigate that. I am always open and willing to tell anybody's story who wants to be told. I don't have the restrictions or the red tape because who's going to check me with that to, to only, um, go for the huge names. The huge names are great. Um, and I I do love talking to the huge names of the sports because I, I, I have a different angle with that, Mm -hmm. but why not that, that player who's excellent at what they do that only has 3000 followers instead of 300,000, um, but it's always gonna be space and opportunity to tell whoever story um, wants to to tell me.
0: I remember you at the parade. And again, this I think speaks to like try and stop you. No, no one, no one can get in your way. And I remember like covering the parade and I'm there and suddenly I look up and it was like the scene at a Ferris
1: Bueller's Day Off. And it was like, oh my God, already <laughs> on the parade floor. <laughs> me the story, this is what you doing. Who let me on that float? We don't know, but I just walked and nobody stopped me. Like, sorry, security, but like nobody stopped me. So, if like I, that's what I would tell young journalists out there, like, be a little, be a little relentless in your pursuit. Like, apologize later. Don't ask for permission. Just do it, and just be like, "Oops, my bad." So, yeah, I was on a float. I had the time of my life for that. <laughs>
0: that was amazing. Listen, I need everybody to understand. If you're anywhere. Anywhere in the neighborhood of Wilson Columbus Circle, ten Columbus Circle in New York, on August seventeenth. It's from five to seven PM Eastern Time. Ari's going to have the release of this basketball. When you see it, you're just you're just going to freak out. Like I, I I don't know how else to describe it to you. Like this is this is not <laughs> paid promotion. You just got to see <laughs> it's so cool. And that my friend is doing this. My friend is doing all of this um, mm-hmm. gives me so much joy. So uh, Ari, um, thank you so much. But uh, before we let you go, I do want to let our listeners know, uh, first of all, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Missy Hydrich is going to be interviewing Jen Hatfield on those Washington mystics. She's of course, terrific on that beat. Uh, you can also go to the of course, and read our most recent laser Clarendon piece. There are so many and many to come. And once you have made us your first listen, once you have consumed every bit of content at highlight her, and you will fully immersed yourself in the women's basketball world, there's something you ought to know. Um, there's a lead that I just heard about. Um, I, I want to make sure I did this right. It's called the National Basketball Association, and apparently it's a men's <laughs> basketball league. Um, I'm not sure. Ari, Ari, are you familiar? Have you heard about it
1: at all? The MNBA, Howard? I mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think it, as I understand it, it's a decent way to kill time between WNBA seasons, is the way in which it was described to me. So you can get right. your latest news and rumors on the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA after. After us, after everything that Ari Chambers does, and just try and get through everything Ari Chambers does in a day, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Ari, congratulations on this, on every one of your successes. I can't wait for the millions and millions of successes in the years ahead.
1: Thank you, Howard. And just to let the viewers know, or the listeners know, this ball is from my heart. It's very classic. I try to make it g- as gender neutral as possible while still being representative of women and non-binary athletes. And it's just space to define exactly who you are. There's a we are on it and it leaves it open-ended. So I hope whenever you all see the ball and consume it and hopefully go out in Columbus Circle with me on the 17th that you feel the passion that, that is this basketball.
0: I want to read also the the text that you have on there, which I love. This basketball is dedicated to the future of storytelling and celebrating the game changing experiences of women and non-binary athletes everywhere. I, I mean if I if I could come up with a greater summation of the work you're doing, I can't imagine. So oh,
1: thank you. And really because cool. in North Carolina there's a blown-up map of Raleigh right here and right here. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> um, um, course I love it Ari Chambers my whole heart I'll be talking oh, to you thanks, Howard. listeners thank you for listening we'll be back with you tomorrow I'm Howard McDowell have a wonderful day
1: you are locked on women's basketball your daily podcast on women's basketball part of the locked on podcast network your team every day